Hey everybody, welcome to Medical Stories from Hell. I'm your host, Rubber Ducky, or just Ducky for short. Hey everybody, uh, sorry for the hiatus. It's been crazy fucking busy, and uh, I'm sorry about the long wait for this episode. I've had a lot going on with school and work, and I want to try to make this series something that I'm 110% serious about from here on out. Um, I've gotten tons of emails lately and tons of Twitter followers since this all began, and, you know, I'm just so, so happy and appreciative of all the support everybody's gave, uh, given me. In this episode, I'm going to talk a lot about uh, different things, and uh, I'm going to try to make it a lengthy one. Um, so, kind of going on with some things I want to do with the podcast. Uh, I want to try to start like a Q&A with some of the listeners who I correspond with sometimes, and uh, really anybody is, is uh, you know, welcome to that. But uh, it's not going to be really live, but you'll send in your questions and then I'll answer them on the podcast. So it'll be kind of live, but not really. Um, so, uh, also right now I'm using a new software to record my episodes along with the, uh, along with the music that I do on the side. So hopefully this audio doesn't sound too shitty when I release it on SoundCloud and iTunes either later tonight or tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, so this episode also features an email from a listener that I've censored accordingly, and uh, I don't know, it, it just really touched my heart and kind of makes me want to touch on why I uh, started healthcare and, uh, you know, why I got into it and why I continue to do it. And I also want to talk a little bit about uh, a couple other things um, about... Uh, you know, the time I almost quit healthcare and what really made me want to stay. And I want to talk a little bit about, uh, what having a great team can, you know, can do for people who are, you know, starting to get burnt out on healthcare or really starting to, uh, consider another career path or no longer enjoy their job like they did when they first started, whether it be a month ago or 10 years. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's just kind of what I want to talk about in this episode. Um, so let's uh, let's start off with the email that I got. I want to use the listener's first name. Her name's Gretchen. Um, she emailed in about a month ago. She says, "I thoroughly enjoy your podcast as I find you enlightening and entertaining." Well, thank you. People who are not in the medical field cannot understand the difficulty you have when it comes to only knowing conflicting views with that line of work, like. For example, on one hand, you want to kind of get to know your patient a bit so you can ease them into a situation, but you also want to keep your distance due to knowing that their treatment is usually only temporary and you're on to treating the next person. Um, I think nursing can both make and break your humility as a person. I found that in my stint with it. I was seeking fulfillment that I did not possess myself, and uh, she says she she did home health for three years. Um... I was unhappy as a human being and with what with school and work and the struggles of it seeming like everyone else was pushing against me, including myself, and I didn't have the support that I needed anywhere. But I found it to be rewarding while I was doing it, and it helped to soften me as a human, but strengthen me also. After all, you've not lived until you've wiped another grown adult's ass. Yeah, fair enough. I understand that, Gretchen. Uh, can you say you're really alive otherwise? 
it's a tough job and it's a calling based on the way you spin a yarn. I can tell that you truly are passionate about your job. I think the world needs more of that enthusiasm and for you to know that even though it does not seem like it, what you do is so important. You keep the ball rolling, adding to someone who could become president one day or some star athlete breaking records or ensuring, ensuring that a child is able to smile through tears after getting road rash from that bicycle wipeout. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a lot of what I do, honestly. Uh, I actually treated a couple of football players and kids this week who, uh, who got a little banged up. Um, but she goes on to say, so for me, my breaking point was having to watch someone I cared deeply about lose a bit of themselves day after day through Alzheimer's. Of course he had his good days and his bad days, but to see the frustration of him not being able to even recall his son's name was just heartbreaking. On his good days, he would ask me to walk around his land with him and he said he liked the outdoors a lot. We liked to go fishing together too. But he said he especially liked it because it made him feel like he was still alive and part of the earth again. He said he knew that it may not be much to some people, but stopping and smelling the air and saying, I am, I am, made all the difference to him. Unfortunately, he uh, succumbed to his disease and took his last, his last breath in 2015 after suffering for four years. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that, Gretchen. I know that's... Uh, I know that has to be rough. I have a great-grandmother going through that right now. Uh, she's lost most of her ability to speak besides a couple basic words and phrases. Um, but Gretchen goes on to say, This was a particularly difficult time for me anyway because I was dealing with the breaking up of a relationship where I lost all of my support the year prior struggling to make ends meet, and trying to stay afloat in school. So, with the support of someone close to me, who was always encouraging of my success, I got counseling and ended up quitting my home health job. But what I learned from that experience can never be replaced. I realized that I'm long-winded as fuck in this email, and I apologize for that, but I wanted to share my experience. Keep up the good work. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for what you do. It means more to someone than you even realize. Uh... Thank you, Gretchen, for writing in. That's uh, that's probably one of the best emails that I've had written to me on the show so far. Uh, which I know that all of them are very important, but this was a this was a really good one. Um, I'm very sad to uh, to hear that you left home health. I don't know if you're still in healthcare, but uh, if you are, good on you and just uh, moving away from that. Um, I myself could never do home health care. Uh, one of my family members, he's been a home health nurse for 17 years or better now. I've really lost count, um, and he loves it. But uh, I could never, I could never care for someone in someone else's home. That's just so many, so many things can happen, and so many, you know, just so much stress being in someone else's home. Um, but uh, but thank you for you know being there for that for that gentleman, and uh, you know kind of giving him part of his life back when you could. Um, that kind of reminds me of when I got into healthcare. Um, growing up, my uncle was a home health nurse, and uh, I got diagnosed as a type 1 diabetic when I was 9 years old, so I spent a lot of time in the hospital and uh, just realizing later in life how, uh, how easy the nurses made it to... Uh, kind of ease into this disease that I'm going to have for the rest of my life. They, uh, you know, they just really made it easy to be a kid and, 
and really learn what I was supposed to do. And they helped me. They gave me words of encouragement. And, you know, they did everything that they could to make me comfortable in my stay while I was at the hospital. And uh, being a diabetic, I couldn't go into the military like the rest of my family, which was one of my biggest dreams. Um, I can't drive a commercial truck like my father. And uh, there's just a lot of things that I can't do. But what I can do is I can reciprocate love and compassion and care to people in, in their times of need like the nurses did for me all those years ago and i really pride myself with uh, with how uh, with how personable i can be along with my own problems um, i suffer from anxiety and depression and social awkwardness and uh, social anxiety things like that but as soon as i step into a patient's room it's like i turn into a totally different person and the way that I feel about myself in healthcare, uh, you know, it really boosts my self-esteem. It makes me feel like I'm a better speaker. It's definitely improved my problem-solving skills. And, uh, you know, I, I really can't complain with some of the people I meet and the stories I get to hear and tell. And uh, most of the time, it's usually, a, you know, a, a good experience meeting a patient and, you know, just hearing all of their uh, you know, hearing all of their stories and the things that they have to say, and e even though they're in a rough situation, it's still uh, it's still nice to uh, be able to have somebody to laugh and talk to, and know that you made their day better. You know, and uh, I mean, I think whenever you uh, you know whenever you get into healthcare, um, it's something that you're never prepared for because anything new can always happen, and something different will always happen every day. Um, you know, people will, uh, you know, people will always say, oh, I've seen it all, oh, I've seen it all. Well, through most of the episodes on this show, we've proved that that shit ain't true. Um, so I guess really getting into healthcare for me, the main reason I got in was because at first it was because that's all I had left. Um, but, but now it's, it's because I know that I can give back to people and, you know, kind of reciprocate the care that I received, like I said a minute ago. Um, but that, that's really just all it's about for me. But also, too, um, you know, it, it's really about the, you know, about the team that you have, uh, you know, your coworkers, your work family. Uh, you know, they can really make or break, uh, you know, they can really make or break your, your healthcare experience. Um, and, you know, at, and there's always going to be that one bad apple out of the bunch, but, uh, you know, I've got a couple couple stories I want to tell about, uh, you know, about some good and the bad that I've had over the years. Um, so I've worked in an ER a little over a year now. And, uh, when I first got out in orientation, you know, our, uh, our staff ratio was, was actually decent, uh, cause I'm a tech, I'm not a nurse yet, but, uh, our tech ratio was pretty decent. There was, you know, there's about six of us. And, uh, you know, I always had a great support system of, you know, of, of tech friends who would, you know, come and help me out or I would go and help them when somebody was really drowning in the zone. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's really a big part of, of how you succeed in healthcare is having, having great coworkers because without them, you're going to be in the weeds or drowning all the time, as, as people say, um, and the problem with that is, is it just it increases your burnout rate and makes you just hate your job and hate your life. And uh, you know, I 
I almost quit healthcare one time because I had a bunch of jackasses on my team that were brand new. They were super green nurses and CNAs, and this was a couple of years ago. Um, you know, I'd I'd been a CNA for about two years, and I really loved it. But then this this new group of nurses came in, and they they you know they started working on my floor, and uh, you know they just they all hated each other. They all came from different walks of life. They thought that e- they thought each one of them was better than the next, and that the rest were below them. And, you know, I, I've never been that kind of person. I think that, I think that if you're doing the same job, whether you're a nurse, a CNA, a tech doctor or whatever, yeah, you may have different amounts of schooling, but at the end of the day, we're all still people and we all still do pretty much the same thing. So get off your fucking high horse, you know, but the problem is, is that people think they're better than everybody else because of a title after their name or they come from a different walk of life and then when they really get into the shit, you're all equals. And they don't like that. So they bitch and complain and they make everybody else's life a living hell that tries to make it better. See, I'm the kind of person that whenever I get into a situation, I always like to uh, try to make the best of it. I try to make people laugh. I try to, you know, I, I, I just try to make the best of what I'm into and what's going on. And, uh,. You know, there there were a few there were a few people on that team that I worked a long time ago that, that just did not like that. And uh, you know, they would purposefully sit on their ass and never get up and help me. They would let their own patients stay wet or they would not t- you know, they wouldn't take their own patients to the toilet just because I was I was not busy. You know, I'd taken care of my people and I had a minute to sit down and enjoy you know, time with a favorite coworker or two, and they would make sure that they, that I fucking knew they were mad. So they would put all of their responsibilities onto me while they acted busy. And that just really got under my skin because I'm not here to do your job and mine. I don't get paid your salary. I only get paid mine. Now, granted, I don't take the, that's your patient. You know, those are your patients. These are my patient attitudes. I've never done that. And I never will do that because you'll never get anything done if you do. But I've never done that, and I never will do that. But that's how I had to end up being on that team, and it almost made me quit because I couldn't stand the fact that I was taking care of two to three other CNAs, patients, almost a whole floor by myself and mine, and just getting shit on every, every time. Every patient encounter, I was just getting shit on because they hadn't seen anybody and in two to three hours, and that's not that wasn't my group of people to go see anyway. So, I mean, I, I guess what I'm try, really trying to get at is is that that team really just brought me down, and and that's what I expected from future encounters in healthcare was, yeah, I'm always gonna be paired with shitty people. I'm never gonna be able to. You know, I'm never going to have a good team again like I had prior to this. You know, things are just going to go shitty. But then, you know, I started, uh, you know, I started working at another hospital after that when I moved states. And I had a really great work team there. But the problem was, is I was the only CNA. So every patient was my patient. And I, I just, I was so run into the ground taking care of 35, 40 patients by myself that, you know, even though my nurses were great about helping me, you know, they got their own glucoses, you know, sometimes they did their own vitals, you know, they would come in and help me with a bath on a patient, but ultimately I was alone. I didn't have any, you know, support system of people in the same role as me. 
And so I was still really frustrated and that made me want to quit even more because not only was I doing the work of two to three people, I was only getting paid my pay and I wasn't able to provide adequate enough patient care. And that just really brought me down because after a year in healthcare, I really realized that, hey, this, you know, this is about the bigger picture here. You know, I'm here to help make people feel better to get them out of here, get them home, you know, get them back to their normal track of life. And, uh, I just, I felt like I wasn't able to do that by myself. I wasn't able to, you know, give a normal patient load of patients the right adequate care. So I left that job after a year, year and a half. And then I started working in the ER and the ER really changed my view on things. Uh, granted because it's a different world for one, but Two, it's all about uh, it's all about teamwork, um, and my my preceptor, we'll call her JB. Um, she's you know she's ten years older than I am. She's she's a hard ass. She really enjoys her job. She knows how to do it right, and she doesn't take any shit from anybody, no matter what the situation is. Um, and uh, a lot of what she holds as quality and effectiveness and her job just kind of transferred into me and it and I, I grew a backbone as they say um you know she she just really uh you know she just really helped me with the things that I needed to needed to uh, grow into to work in an ER and when I started working in the ER it's like everybody is a family Yes, granted, little petty drama happens here and there, but at, but at the end of a shift, we're always hugging and making up, and that's what really counts, is that we all have the connection and the compassion and support for each other and our patients that we understand what the bigger picture is and what we can do to, you know, make it, you know, make the situation better for not only the patient, but each other. Um JB, she really, uh, you know, she really saved me, especially after I got out of orientation. Um, even though there were, you know, six techs, as the months went on, it dwindled down to from six to five, from five to three, from three to one, and now the one is just me. Um, and even though JB still works with me, she, you know, she's got other, you know, obligations in life now, and it's just, it's just super hard to. To really manage, uh, you know, manage yourself and your job when you're trying to better yourself, also, um, and that's where having a good team really, you know, just really comes into, uh, you know, comes into play. Because even though I'm super stressed out all the time, I don't have enough time to even do this podcast. Uh, you know, my work team makes it as easy on me as they can. Um, you know. They make it easy, as easy on me as they can because they know that I can't do everything. I can't be everybody's everything. Um, and I think that's what a lot of CNAs and nurses and doctors need to understand is that, you know, even though that you have that title, you, you know, you can't be everyone's everything all the time. Um, you know, there's just, there's just not a whole lot that, uh, you know, that you can do to, to please everyone and keep yourself, you know, and keep yourself mentally and physically healthy. Um, you know, there's just a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot that goes into healthcare and there's a lot that, you know, that people find out over time. Um, 
you know, like Gretchen found out, if, if she's not in healthcare still, she found out that those three years really taught her how to be a humble person, but she couldn't go on with some of the other, uh, with some of the other uh, complications that healthcare puts on us as professionals. Um, but, uh, I mean, I just really feel that uh, that was something I needed to touch on was, you know, having a great having a great working team is the best support system that you can have. Um, you know, we spend a lot of our lives at work and, uh, you know, we spend a lot of our lives there. And if everyone can't mesh and work together well, then it just, it, it's just really a fucking miserable time for everyone. Um, now granted, there'll always be those people that are like, meh, 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 you know, fuck my life. I hate this job and I hate everyone here. So I want to make it super fucking miserable. And there's always going to be those people, but you know that's that's just going that's just part of it. You know, you really have to, you know, you really just have to work through it and find your groove and find your people that really make it worth being there. Because even though, it, even though you've probably found your calling in healthcare, just because you found your calling doesn't mean you have to stick with it. There's always a second best, but when you when you enjoy your job and you enjoy the patient care and you enjoy your work family, that just that's just really the trifecta. The patient, the care, and the fork family. That's really the trifecta. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it's just, I, I don't really know how to, how to go on and say it, but the reason that most nurses and CNAs and doctors quit healthcare is, you know, their their work family, their work team. It either was shit from the beginning, or it started out great, and then it be, it became shit, and then they got drove into the ground. Um, and uh, I think that the American Nurses Association is doing a new um, is doing a new study on. Uh, doing a new study on the burnout rates as compared to uh, uh, for the, like the causation of burnout rates. And when, when those numbers come out, I'll definitely feature them on the show because I think that's something that everybody's interested in. Um, but, uh, you know, as I stated pretty much in the, in every episode, this is really just a way for, uh, you know, for me to vent and, uh, you know, get my stories out there and to get, uh, you know, to kind of get a com- get a narrative going about healthcare, and that it's not always what people think. It's not always this cake job to where you know you go in and yeah, you got to clean up shit and piss and puke and you got to deal with rude people. But it's also that little grandma, or grandpa who's been through chemo, who's in their twelfth round of chemo, who just needed that laugh for today, or you know that little kid who wiped out from their bike accident and just needs a little bit of. You know, needs a joke or two and a couple gentle touches to, you know, make them feel a lot better about their recovery road ahead. Um, you know, I try to be as open as I can about the things we all feel in healthcare and the things we see and go through. And, you know, there's just so many emotions that we feel every second. And it's super crazy to me that people just, you know, they go into it and they stay in for years without developing a sense of humor or a way to cope with some of the shit we go through. And, you know, really the podcast and joking around and telling these stories is how I really, you know, cope and make it through, um, along with my work family. You know, I have a real, you know, I have a really great work family 
albeit I have a couple of really close friends, you know, it's just the fan, you know, the entire work family just makes it really great. Um, so, you know, thanks for everybody who listens to me bitch and gripe about the things that I signed up for. Um, so, uh, going on with that, um, I think if I can keep the podcast either weekly or bi-weekly, I'd, I'd probably rather keep it bi-weekly, um, and either, 30 minutes or over um, in length for each episode. I'd really like to monetize the podcast with ads. Um, you know, that would that would really make things a little easier. I could drop one day at work if I could get some, uh, you know, if I could monetize the podcast. I could probably drop a day at work, which would really help with school too. Um, but uh, that would also give you guys a chance to uh, really see into some of the brands that I like and some of the things that I use. Uh, as far as uh, my tech gear goes and uh, my, you know, everyday healthcare uh, tools that I use. Um, but, uh, you know, I'd really like to uh, monetize the podcast. And, but to go on with that, I really need everybody to share this around, you know, share it on Twitter, share it on Facebook, share it around on Snapchat, you know, send it to your friends who love podcasts and need something new, especially your healthcare friends. Or just anybody who who likes gross and you know funny shit. Um, so yeah, I I just I really appreciate like I said earlier, you know, I really appreciate all the love and support that I'm getting on the podcast. Um, and thank you, Gretchen, for writing in. And uh, hopefully, I get to hear from some more of you guys pretty soon. Uh, I know this is a little bit of a lengthy, long-winded kind of runaround episode, but everything just kind of paired in together, I guess, when I wrote the script and the things that I wanted to talk about. Um, so yeah, hopefully, uh, in about two weeks time, we will get, uh, we'll get another episode in the second week of October. Uh, so stick with it guys. Uh, make sure you share and, uh, follow my Twitter account, share the podcast around for me. And, uh, this is Rubber Ducky signing off. <laughs>